0: Hi, this is Nana Visitor, Major Kira Norris from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to the biggest little show this side of the Gamma Quadrant, the Trek Geeks podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson.
1: The biggest little birthday party this side of the Alpha Quadrant. Welcome, one and all, to Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith, and this is quite a momentous occasion we have today. We are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the launch of this podcast, and of course, I couldn't do that without my esteemed co-host. He is the self-proclaimed better half of the Trek Geeks podcast. He's the overly self-important Dan Davidson, and I'm sure he's getting ready to cease and desist me this minute. Dan, welcome aboard, buddy, and happy birthday.
0: Thank you. Happy birthday to you. And um, now that you've said your part, you can just leave, and I'll just do the rest of the show. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dan, happy birthday, man. A whole year. What
1: the hell? I know. You figure... That's nuts. We set out to keep from making a hostage tape a year ago, and we're still trying every episode, buddy. Well,
0: it's uh, it's getting close each time. I'm sorry. Did I catch you What's taking that? a drink of something? Or are, are, we, are I, we? I did. I'm having my celebratory uh, um, cinnamon whiskey for the birthday episode. Birthday, Help. birthday! It's already started to kick in. It's going to be fun. Woo! Help me, Spook, <laughs> Mister Tricorder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, we're going to um, we're going to talk a little bit about this first anniversary of ours, and maybe some of the things that we've done and seen and learned in the past year. But uh, before we mm-hmm. get started, why don't you tell the good folks at home how they might reach us with questions, birthday greetings, you know, orders to stop stalking them, whatever.
0: Okay. Um, I want at least one person to call and leave a voicemail with a happy birthday song for us. But uh, you can do that uh, by calling 508-784-1701. Or you can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype with our handle, which is TrekGeeks, Geeks. Uh, or you can also send us an email at TrekGeeks at Starfleet.com. Uh, Also, you can find the official Facebook group for Trek Geeks, which is called Camp Kittimer. And to join the group, just go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer. We'll let you right in. And uh, just remember that any comments or messages you leave us may be used in a future episode. And I say maybe used, but they are going to be used.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yes. We had a lot of people contact us within the last week because, as you recall, we took last week off. We want to thank everybody for their concern. We each had parents that were a little bit under the weather. So it was some family time for us and, um, it was time well spent. Um, I, our parents are, are doing a little better these days and, uh, here's to continued improvement. Wouldn't you agree, Dan?
0: Yes. And, uh, thanks to all the folks that sent us all, uh, messages of encouragement and, and get well messages. Uh, it, it really meant a lot. And, uh. Things are are looking uh, better. Um, We'll just keep our fingers crossed that it'll continue that way. That's all we
1: can do. And with that, let's move on to some recent news in the Star Trek world. You know, it seems like whenever we take a break, stuff happens. (laughs) <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> so, while we were away, Star
0: Trek timelines dropped. Yeah. Surprise. And it it dropped. It made a big splash, too, I think. As you know, um, both you and I were in the beta and had a great time and, and seeing what was going in and making suggestions and, and seeing them actually work on, on things that people would say could be tweaked a little bit. Um, so, it dropped about. Two weeks ago, I think it was as we record tonight. It's 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 really fun. I've been playing it quite a bit. I think I'm level seventeen right now. What level wow. are you at? I think I'm at twelve. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Um, wow! So <laughs> it is. It's it's fun. Uh, it's very fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. My sister's enjoying it. You're enjoying it. I am. And I hope there's millions of other people out there enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I I
1: normally you know have a a short leash on mobile games you know because mm-hmm. it's just like i get bored with them easily you know they usually end up being the same thing over and over and over and this one at least holds my interest because it's yep. star trek and there are varied outcomes depending on what i choose which i like so
0: yes yep uh, one of the things that they have incorporated into the game, which doesn't have a lot of, of things to do with it yet, is they actually have fleets that you can build and, and users and players can join. So, uh, we have actually created a Trek Geeks fleet. And once you, uh, hit level nine, you can actually join a fleet. So, uh, come on over and join the Trek Geeks fleet in Star Trek timelines. Uh, we'll let you right in. I believe your handle in the game is. Trek Geek Bill just like my Twitter handle. There you go. Yes, and I am Trek Geek Dan in the game. So uh um yeah, if if you're level 9 and you're playing and you want to be part of our fleet, um let us know and we'll let you in and I think that down the road timelines is going to be doing some stuff that will allow fleets to like either fight against each other or work with each other uh on missions. So it should be pretty cool. that will be pretty exciting.
1: I uh, I look forward to where the game goes from here. And I think it's just got room to grow. I, I like where it's at now, and uh, I'm excited for the future.
0: Me too. It'll be good. <laughs> I see what you did there, because it's a whole time story. See? I like that. See? Nicely done. Yeah, you it's you a, didn't do that.
1: I didn't at all. That was a total accident. <laughs> I backed into it.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Very
1: nice. Well, you know, the old adage, every now and then the sun shines. hmm On a, you know. Yep. Well, Dan, moving on, there is some news mm. in the Axonar lawsuit um, it would appear that Axenar Productions and Alec Peters have retained counsel that is going to mm-hmm. work for them pro bono, and it's the the firm of I think Winston and Strawn. Um, and the attorneys assigned to the case do a lot with intellectual property, so it does right. appear to be a a signing that makes sense. It does appear that it will be, you know, at least beneficial to Axenar to some extent. At the very least, I know they've filed for an extension.
0: Yes. Um, They've also announced that the shooting of Axanar is on delay indefinitely until all of this gets cleared up. Uh, And in addition, today, today is uh, February 1st. And I think both you and I were surprised when we saw an article on 1701news.com, which had an interview with Alec Peters about what his thoughts are on the lawsuit and why it's happening. Yeah, I was
1: I was kind of taken aback by that. I mean, regardless of the tone of the article, and I suppose people could debate how they perceive it. I mean, there will be a link to it in the show notes on trekgeeks.com for this episode. But you know, it essentially runs down what he thinks about the suit, and some people have responded to it positively, others negatively. Um, I've seen Alec mm-hmm. on Facebook today describe it as a hit piece, but I think my initial problem is that uh, granted, uh, l- let's state at the outset: I'm not an attorney. You're not an attorney. Neither of us are lawyers. No, but I know no. enough to know that if I'm being sued and there's litigation pending against me, the first thing I ought to do is not say a word. And I think that's why yes. I'm surprised at this article, at at some of the posts Alec has made on Facebook. Um, you know, I, it's his right to make them, obviously, but. I, I have to sit back and go, really?
0: Really? Cause I would not do that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I got to agree with you as, as we, we've been talking throughout the day and, and I, I agree 100% with what you said is, is if, if, if I've got a lawsuit pending, the first thing I'm going to do is shut my mouth. Um, it just makes sense. I, no matter what you may want to preach, it just makes sense to me anyway, that I would want to be quiet because as, um, uh, I would I would guess that anything that is said at this point, said or written or put in a comment on Facebook, is something that can be used in the lawsuit to make points, whether it be CBS and Paramount or whether it be Alec and his team. Um the thing that's just been bugging me is is I I've I pretty much had enough of what's going on on Facebook. We see what's going on and the and the and the arguments going back and forth and it just seems that there's there's such negativity on both sides um, with this. You and I have said on several podcasts that we want Axenar to be a successful production. We liked Prelude to Axanar. We, we liked the potential that this has, and it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that the lawsuit is happening. Um, but i got to say that watching these online fights between Alec and all of these people who disagree with him, it's really starting to get under my skin. And I would hope that Alec wouldn't feed those trolls but he continues to do so, so it just keeps festering and festering. And personally, I wish at this point he'd just stop and focus on the case that's, that's coming up um, in March, I guess, is when there's going to be first uh, um, uh, things presented in court.
1: Well, and let's, let's draw a clear definition here because there are people trolling and there are people asking mm-hmm. valid questions who feel Absolutely. like they have been wronged. And there's a distinct difference. We've seen some of the trolls. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of people who have, you know, asked decent questions and challenged yep. things that Alec has said or done that have been called trolls and haters and have not been that. Yes. Like me.
0: Yep. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, I think there's somebody pretty close to the podcast that's had that kind of happen to in in a roundabout way. Wouldn't you say, Bill? In a roundabout way. I have not
1: been called a troll or a hater, and I have not had any contact yep with anybody from Axonar. However, I used Mm -hmm. to be a member of the Axanar fan group on Facebook. That's the name of the group. I hadn't posted anything in that group other than a couple of our podcast episodes from months ago when Alec was on our podcast. Yet, I was banned from the group, presumably because I was also in another group called I Stand With CBS. I may have made an occasional comment on there, but certainly nothing to to warrant trolling, but I was summarily banned. Mm-hmm. So the, yep. the taste I'm left with is apparently you're only allowed to agree. Even if you've donated
0: now, whether that's true or yeah, not, I was going to say and make it very clear that you're a donor twice. That's what's, that's what's really, yeah, that's, what's really the, the interesting part of this is as a donor, it's as if, even though you have paid for this and we both want to see it happen, if you have any kind of different opinion, then that, then that's it. Nothing to do with you. I'm still in the. I axi- mean, I f- usually feel like that. But. <laughs> I'm still in the
1: Axenard donors
0: <laughs> group on Facebook,
1: but they, there's nothing yep. that really goes on there. That's just news for donors about the donor store and and other donor specific things. Right. But uh, if right. I had said something out of turn or not adhered to the rules, I could understand being banned. But if that's the way it's mm-hmm. going to be played, that's fine. They've, they've pretty much right. essentially, you know, set my mind for me for all intents right. and purposes.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's really too bad. Um, one of the things that I found very interesting in the article that came out today with the interview with Alec was um, how it kind of was like, it was, well, we're getting sued, but this publication and this fan production and this fan production and this fan production isn't being sued. And when, why is that? And we're not going to get into naming other productions. Um, but I found it interesting that in that article, uh, there was an intellectual property attorney by the name of Susie Martini, who was um, quoted as, as saying, if you've got a copyright, in this case, CBS, there's no obligation to go after every quote unquote infringer of the copyright. They can pick and choose based on what she's saying. And I find that very interesting
1: I do too. I mean, there are people out there who will say, well, they're all doing the same thing. And respectfully, they're not. You know, to some extent, there are plenty of other fan productions, and I've lost count of how many there are at this point. But the vast majority of them have not gone through any of this stuff and have not put in the kind of infrastructure and funding that this one has. So maybe it's a case of they're the biggest fish in a small pond. And maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not intelligent enough or don't have enough facts to make that determination. But that's for a judge to decide. And that's what this whole process is about.
0: Right. And that's one of the things that I'm hoping happens as the court date gets closer is that we as fans and as donors and as people that are very interested to see what happens and how it will ripple through the Star Trek pond. Once it starts getting close to fruition and we actually will start getting these facts so that we have more of an idea of what's going on so that the um, haters and and trolls and naysayers on both sides can stop guessing as to what is happening and we'll have real facts to be able to go by.
1: And, and for the record, I'm not a hater now. I, I don't hate. No, I'm I, not either. I have valid questions. Yeah. That I have asked in yep. a podcast, we didn't even take our Axinar episode and post it in that Axinar fan group. We did not do that mm-hmm. because we didn't want to just have people accuse us of trolling, quite frankly. You know, to right. date, it has right. been one of our most listened to episodes and probably yep. because of the topic at hand. But, you know, we, we purposefully did not want to, you know, light a, light a grenade and throw it in a room because that's just not who we are, right? But plenty nope. of people have listened and to like it, like you so. said, yeah.
0: And like you said, we are we are fans. I mean, go back and listen to the uh, um, the earlier episodes in our in our first year where we talk about Axenar. We love Prelude. Absolutely, it was fantastic. I was blown away by it, and I'm continued to be blown away by the things that have come out, like the short uh, few minutes with Saval on Vulcan. Um, What they've done so far has been great, and I want to see it finished because the potential is unbelievable when it comes to Star Trek fans. But at the same time, you said it perfectly. People have questions, and they're valid questions, and they should be answered instead of blown off.
1: Well, blown off and then deflected. You know?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: So why don't we move on from this? It's a a topic we could talk about ad nauseum, and I think it would make both of us nauseous.
0: So, <laughs> yes, and I'm sure that we'll have updates uh, and podcasts on the road as things progress. And our last bit of news
1: tickets for STLV, the Las Vegas Star Trek convention, now six months away as of this recording, is yes. almost sold out, Dan. That has never happened in all yeah. the time I've been going to Vegas.
0: Yep. Um, I received an email from Creation today. And the headline was "sellout is imminent." Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty final. And And one thing I will give creation credit for is they're not going to sell tickets for seats that they don't have. So when they're gone, they are gone. They are, and this so. isn't like a
1: Comic Con situation. You know, there's no, not going to be uh, you know thousands more seats sold than what they own. General admission. Yep. If if you were hoping to get in on a Groupon this year. Or at some kind of discount, mm. you know, single-day ticket. I'm pretty sure it's not happening at this point because there are no seats.
0: Right. Right. It's uh, it's really something. And I remember how cr- – I don't know if crowd is the right word, but it was busy last year, not yeah. sold out. I can only imagine what it's going to be like there on a day-to-day basis when we're out there in August. It's going to be like sardine can. Yeah, it's it really is. It's be like a board cube. <laughs>
1: <Huh>? <laughs> it's <laughs> – <It's laughs> All I can picture is Captain Kirk on the Enterprise, and the windows and the observation deck open, and there's all those people together. You know, and they can't even move.
0: <laughs> That's good. Thank See, you. Two good references. I like that.
1: <laughs> is, that uh, is that Mark? Of yeah, Guinion? it'll be. Uh,
0: it'll. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. Very nice. Thank Way you. to pull that one out. Yep. Thank you. Uh, um. It's and and I will say that the there are still some packages available i think the what what the what's the level that you saw was it the gold copper available or is it lower than the- copper up i'm sorry copper, copper. i'm sorry okay yeah <laughs> copper thank you wow yeah there are some copper uh uh packages left um i believe it's reserved seating um and there's a there's some uh some bonuses for having that package. There's some left, but they are going fast, and those are a little bit more pricey than than uh, general admission too. That's for sure.
1: A tw- uh, more than twice as pricey, which is yeah. yeah. You know, the prices alone with creation this year have been you know through the roof. the The pricing on this yeah. copper package is like five hundred and fifty bucks for the five days. So, right. if you were hoping wow. to get it on general admission, there were a few general admission tickets left for like Thursday and Sunday, but that's it. Yep.
0: So, I think yep. there's going to be a lot of people of who don't get that to make it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I guess um, there will probably be places where you know fans may have bought packages and then for whatever reason can't go. I'm sure there will be groups online where you'll be able to buy used sets or something like that. But it's uh, it looks like it's going to be kind of tough if you haven't gotten your tickets yet. Uh, to be able to get them. Well, here's hoping. I mean, in, in one way, in, in I'm sorry, Bill. In one way, it's great because that means it's going to be a lot of people. There's a lot of interest in this 50th anniversary. But uh on the other hand, it's a lot of people are going to be very sad. Especially a lot of
1: people that may just be in town that weekend because they usually get a right. lot of walk ups, from what I understand. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people yeah. who just can't go, and that's unfortunate. But we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, Dan... We'll tell you all about it, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Salt in the wound, brother. Salt in the wound. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Could have had to do it.
1: Well, Dan, let's move on to our year in review. I mean, here we are a year after we started this endeavor... And we've done a lot of things this year and you know, we've had 40 plus episodes, you know, some with just us, some with friends, new and old, you know, we've, we've, we've taken a couple of trips. Um, and, and I think it's a good point to stop and, and check in and, and talk about the things that have meant the most to us this year. And in and the, the first year of this journey, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm going
1: to have you start. I'll be more than happy to, you know, I mean, we were just talking about STLV in the last segment. I have to say that, that Vegas is right up there for me with one of the highlights of the past year for this podcast, because it's one thing to go as a fan to these things, you know, and to see all the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the cast members and, you know, uh, all the people associated with star Trek, um, but it's it's entirely another to be walking down a hall and have people recognize you for doing a podcast. Yeah. And that really still yeah. kind of blows my mind to this day. It's, it's insanely cool, don't get me wrong. But, you know, my opinion is we're just a couple of dorks in New England who do a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree 100%. I was... This was my first trip to Vegas, as as I'm sure folks know, Uh and it was kind of like that first time that you walk into the Magic Kingdom at Disney. If you're a big Disney fan, you're just overwhelmed with everything going on. There's so many rooms with different things happening, and you're just standing in line, and, oh, George McKay just walked by me, and, oh, this person just walks by, and I didn't even realize it. Now, now a visitor can be standing two inches away from me, and I don't even realize it because I've got so much, <laughs> you know, just – stuff coming at me in all directions i don't even realize it um i thought that was very cool um i thought that at vegas the way that these cast members interact with folks when they're walking down the hall was very very cool and different than what i expected um you know to us these are the these are the people that play these characters that we love so much and they're like on this level that's way up here but, you know, you know, walking down the hall, John Billingsley will walk up and start, you know, making jokes with you and and, and patting you on the shoulder. So I thought that was just uh, it was really cool to see that aspect of it, especially for the first time being out in Vegas.
1: Was it better than you expected?
0: Oh, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was uh, like we talked during the um, the podcast where we talked about Vegas is the last convention that I went to was when we went to Boston. A year ago and that was the first one that I had been in been to in 20 years and the difference between the size and scope of the Boston convention compared to Vegas was you can't even describe the difference so it was I was like oh my god it was like overload of all the things to, to take in all at once uh, it was it was very much more than I expected
1: it makes that uh, that Boston convention seem a little sad doesn't it <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little bit. They did a good job with what they had. Uh, we got to meet the timelines folks that day when we were in Boston. So That's that was true. good. Yeah. Uh, we got but, to uh, meet yeah, uh, Vegas was Vegas was really something.
1: Got to meet fake Scotty. That was great.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that like you, you touched on it. Um, we we're talking to people and we had our, you know, if we had our Trekkie shirt or hat on or something and people recognized it and we're like, Oh my God, it's Dan and Bill from Trekkies. That was like I, you don't even know how to react when something like that happens because it's never happened before. Like you said, we're just two two geeks from from New England uh, having a great time as friends talking about the thing that we love, and and now we're out and people are coming to us saying thanks for putting on a great show. It's really something. It it really is. I mean it it was probably one of
1: my favorite convention experiences of all time. Partly because it was your first, and partly mm-hmm. because it was our first. You know, as a team, right. And I, I've been to, yeah. I, I, I was trying to count the other day. I've probably been to about seven or eight Vegas conventions at this point. And probably the last five right. in a row. Yeah, five in a row. Coming up on six in a yeah. row. So, you know, for me, it yeah. was probably one of the highlights. You know, it was you and me and Chris and Craig and some of the other mm-hmm. guys. And, you know, we had a great time. Yep. And then we ran into all kinds of people that we'd met online and other people we'd never known before, which was mm-hmm. really cool. It was, it's like the largest family reunion, you know, on the planet. And, you know, our Star Trek family is, is pretty awesome. And that includes everybody we met at the convention, whether they listen to the podcast or not, quite honestly, and everybody who does listen.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and I like how a lot of people, um, who we, Uh, see on Facebook or on, on Twitter, they refer to it the exact same way. It's a family reunion. When you go out there, um, it was, this will be my first family reunion this year when you think of it, because last year was my first time, but, um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again, uh, making new memories. I will say, of course, um, one of the highlights of the trip, uh, was some fun golf at night, uh, getting to meet, uh, meet some new friends and, and hang out. Um, which which led on to other things that are part of our um uh trip down memory memory lane for the past year wouldn't you think i would you've you got the ball so run
1: with it baby <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um folks that have listened to the show know that uh, we had a a really special opportunity to play golf with vic manana who is the executive producer of star trek continues and plays captain kirk and We had a great night, uh, just hanging out, a bunch of guys hanging out, playing golf, making jokes. Some of us were playing golf well. uh, Some uh, weren't playing as well. Vic is a good golfer, and I think he pretty much kicked all of our butts. Yeah, he did. Uh, You were a close second, though, I think. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) No, not even close.
1: (laughs) Well, in my defense, I had rehabbed my shoulder. (laughs) Just a couple of months before that, yes. So I was not playing yep. well, and I yep.
0: caught to it. You, however, yep. and had no excuse. <laughs> no, none. Especially that last hole. I mean, I think we were ne- Vic and I were neck and neck on the f- through the first eight holes, and then just forget about it. But it was great. We had a great time, uh, and that led to uh, quite an amazing experience this past November of actually going down to Georgia. Um, to be part of uh, the Star Trek Continues family while they filmed uh, episode six. Um, Once in a lifetime opportunity, we got to see what it's like to actually make an episode of the original series. Uh, We made a lot of new friends with the crew uh, behind the scenes, and it was good to meet up with uh, some of the friends that we met in Vegas, as well as have had as guests on the show. And that um, that was probably the big highlight for me for the year was, was being down there and, and uh, being part of that experience.
1: Yeah. I have to agree with you. I mean, they are a family, you know, on their own and, and, and like you, I felt welcomed into that family. Uh, It's a, they're a very Mm -hmm. tight knit group of people and you can tell that they all care about one another. And we were there. We weren't treated as outsiders. We weren't treated as visitors. We were treated like people who belonged simply because we were invited. And that spoke volumes to me and about everybody that's working on that production. You know, I, we won't profess to know everybody, you know, since birth or to, to have known them, you know, for, for decades. But the impression they made on us during those few days that we were there truly will last a lifetime. And that's not hyperbole in any way.
0: Yeah. No, so, and it- it's not an exaggeration in any way either. Um, to this day, we just we'll just start talking about different things that happened while we were down there that were just so special uh, to be a part of. Um, and I think it goes to the fact that everyone down there loves this craft so much, uh, and they allowed us to be part of it. It was really, really something.
1: Well, let me ask you this: so we've been doing this a year, as we pointed out, our podiversary or birthday or whatever you want to call it. Which of the episodes mm-hmm. we've done so far has been your favorite or or maybe the one you're most proud of?
0: They're all... they. I think, and I'm not saying this just to say it, I think every one uh, has something special to it. But I got to say that being able to sit down for an hour and talk to Andy Robinson, who has had a remarkable Hollywood career uh, and has probably has probably one of the most popular Star Trek characters ever as Garrick. That was really something he, he talked about things in regards to when he was in dirty Harry uh, and in Hellraiser that it just, it it was, I could have, I wanted him to keep going for two hours uh, talking about all the different things uh, from back in the day when he was doing those movies. It really was, it was an honor and a privilege to talk to him. Um, I think that is probably my favorite of the uh, 40 plus episodes we did last year.
1: Interesting. I, that, that's certainly on the list for me. I think the one, uh, I I have to break it out between favorite and most proud simply just because I have a Mm -hmm. hard time isolating those as one episode. And if I had to pick Mm -hmm. a favorite, I think it would be the Nana visitor episode Um, Ah, because Nana was just such a delight. She is such a wonderful yes. free yep. spirit and you could really get yep. that energy from her even just talking to her online. And I think that it came yep. through Edinburgh. in our podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh it was it was really I think that was one of the first interviews that we had with one of the major characters from any series. And it was just one of those ones where I, you know, sent her a tweet and it, she was like, Oh my God, I, that'd be great to do. And, and it's just like, like we've talked about before, like in w- Vegas, They're just down to earth people that love to talk about the experience they had. And, and you could tell that she's just a, a special person who loved what she did uh, and enjoys talking to the fans about it. Like well, us.
1: And you know, before I, I tell you which one I, I'm the most proud of, when we were in Vegas, Nana signed the album cover for that episode. so you create these yes. these wonderful album covers for each of our episodes, and they're in, you can see them in each post on trekgeeks.com. and and Dan did a particularly great one for our episode with nana and we got twelve inch by twelve inch prints of them, and we're creating walls of fame in our homes for you know the episodes that you know where we interview people and we ask them to autograph them and and then they hang on our wall and when we presented our album covers to us, she instantly remembered the show. And that truly meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have gone, what's this? Yes. what Did I do this? No, she was yeah. right there. And it's like, yeah. oh, I loved you guys. You guys were so wonderful to me. It's like, you were wonderful to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was really great. I mean, she had the neck. Poor thing had the neck brace on while we were out there. Oh, I know. While she was out there. But yeah, she... Yeah. it was, she's like, Oh, how have you been? And stuff like that. And I just, I just loved her bird too. Her bird was <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> which you can hear in, you know, the, the <laughs> opening bumper for the show where she says, hi, this is the Na visitor. The episode Ooh. of, of which I'm most proud is probably our Leonard Nimoy tribute episode. Um, it's the only episode yes. of our podcast. I have not listened to after the fact. I've listened to every other episode. Yeah. I've listened to every other episode we've done simply because I, I I want to be able to critique myself, but that is the only episode which I have never listened to after the fact. Um, Partly because we were both sick when we recorded it, but partly
0: because the death of Leonard still stings. Right. Right. I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, be funny to try to lighten the mood a little bit, but it's funny that a certain member of this, of this, team that we have here is always given crap to the other one for not ever really listening to the podcast, but huh, I've listened to every single one and there's one that you haven't listened to. How about that? You've not listened to every
1: single one. That's a, that's a lie. <laughs> 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 I cease <laughs> and desist <laughs> sir. you, sir. Moving on.
0: That's actually in all seriousness, that is that that's actually quite touching to be honest with you. Um, I've listened to it. Uh, I remember the, uh, one night my wife listened to it. It was great. It's really, really well done. It is a very good tribute to, to Leonard. Um, and you're right. It's one to be very proud of, I think.
1: So what have you learned in the last year doing this show that you didn't know when you went into it? If you like had one takeaway, you know, if you had to summarize it, what, uh, what piece of knowledge do you have now that you didn't have then? You're a tremendous pain in the butt. Oh, I think you had that 20 years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. No, I guess um, in all seriousness, and this is unfortunate, This is kind of a sad thing to, to answer your question to. I think the thing that I learned over the course of the year is how unbelievably negative some fans can be about Star Trek and still proclaim to be fans. Perfect examples are the announcement of the new series coming out in 2017, uh, the Star Trek Beyond trailer, only 90 seconds of a two-hour movie, um, and seeing the uh, diatribe that was going online for days after both of those announcements really kind of made me feel bad um, that this is something that we're supposed to love so much, but yet... The the negativity was was surprising and very disappointing to me.
1: Interesting. For me, yep. I think the thing that I've learned the most is how much I appreciate the people who take an hour out of their week to listen to our show. Because you know, when mm-hmm. we started this, we had no idea who was going to be listening. You know, I approach it from the mindset: it could be a handful of people, and I don't care because we're doing this because we love doing it but as you've said numerous times on the show the response has been amazing and it truly has and we hear from people every mm-hmm. single week who have either found the podcast or they truly enjoy it you know we've heard you know, some people tell us how it's you know it, it's changed their mood or it's 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 made their day better and that's right. kind of humbling in a sense yep. but i i've Very. learned that that star trek people are pretty amazing or at least had it reinforced and they are among some of the best people in the world despite the negativity of some.
0: Yes, and and don't get me wrong, that is something that I totally uh have seen a different level of since we started doing this. I guess I guess I could say that my my earlier comments were the thing that surprised me the most over the course of the year since sure. we did the podcast. Yeah. Maybe a better way to put it. Um but it is it is really it, Since we've started doing this, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of different Facebook pages devoted to Star Trek. We've seen thousands of comments and likes and and stuff uh, about the show. Um, There seems to be an endless variety of different topics that people love talking about. And it's really good to get different perspectives about some of the things that we like the most.
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. um, I'm thankful for everybody that that comes to our page and and listens to this show. I'm thankful for everybody who clicks a like or shares something on Facebook. I'm thankful for everybody that follows us on Twitter. You know, it's become increasingly apparent to me as this year has gone on that, you know, this show uh, couldn't be done without the two of us together, but it also couldn't be done without everybody who listens. And I am increasingly thankful and grateful for every single one
0: of you guys. And uh, I can't say it any better, so I won't, but I agree a hundred percent, and uh, without them, we wouldn't have any reason to do this other than to hear our own voices. And believe me, <laughs> I hear that of you enough, so I'm glad that we have a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, then, speaking of hearing our own voices, let's do a little role play for a minute, (laughs) shall we? And no, not that kind of role play. So let's pretend for a moment (laughs) that you're the sole crew member of Starfleet stationed at the most remote outpost of the galaxy. You're at the very edge of the final frontier, okay? Let's just pretend that that's where you are. There's no other humans around and the only entertainment you have with okay. you are the select Star Trek episodes you happened to grab before you were sent. So which wow. episodes okay. would you want with you to watch for the rest of time? There's a question.
0: Well, that is a good question. I would say the first one that I would, the, the first one I think about the top of my head is I think your favorite TOS episode. I know it's mine. Um, and that would be Corbin Knight. Maneuver. I can never say it. Um, it, 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 (laughs) I was
1: just going to say, is he going to be able to say it today?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, my uh, bless you, son. Thank you. Uh, That is my favorite Tos episode. I love it. Um, It's still early in the in the franchise, so there's you know there's continuity errors. Not like that ever happens in Tos, but um, just the storyline is fantastic. Uh, I love. Uh, all the different things going on in the episode. So that would definitely be one that I would, uh, I would take with me for TOS. Um, Do we want to do back and forth? Or do you want me to do the whole list that I'm thinking of? You can go, you can keep going. All right. All right. Maybe we'll have some, that'll be the same. Um, Of course, everybody who listens knows that deep space nine is my favorite series. Um, So I probably would have a few of those, do we have a limit of how many we were able to grab as we were beaming away? Well, I would assume it would just be maybe a
1: handful or a little more, but you know, you've got big mitts on you, right. so maybe you grabbed a whole bunch <laughs> on your VHS tapes. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: one of the things I like about um, this episode is that it's it's not a serious episode; it's a it's 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 pure entertainment, and that's Deep Space Nine's bada bing, bada bang. Uh, it's a holodeck adventure. Uh, people get to act out of their norm. Uh, and i just think that one was very well done the whole gangster you know goodfellas type uh type vibe to it is one that i could watch over and over again and and have watched several times um it's a great episode i for, love it good good i'm glad you like that one too yeah it's always been one of my favorite and just to see uh to see odo do his do his hand his arm stretching things is is worth the episode in itself um i think uh from a pure one of the greatest Star Trek episodes ever made, I would definitely have to have the visitor included uh, in that list Um, for two words, simple, two simple words, Tony Todd's performance. Just wait a minute. Three words. Three, three words. Tony Todd's performance. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of the best. I mean, the musical score is fantastic. Uh, we were talking about Andy Robinson just a few minutes ago. His daughter is the one who was the visitor mm-hmm. uh, of that episode. Um, that's just a great, great episode. Um, I think if I was going to choose a Voyager, because I probably would only choose one. Actually, it would be two when you think about it. Year of Hell has always been my favorite Voyager episode. Um, I love the time episode, I love the time travel ish episodes, and that does have time travel kind of in it. Um, I like that the ending, yeah, ending's a little e, but um, it's it's great entertainment, great two hours of entertainment, I guess you could say. But it's, it's Voyager, part. so the ending is, um, eh. but it's Voyager, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Voyager, yeah. We won't say that to my wife, no, um,
1: no. Downton Abbey. No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, back to DS9, one of the ones I guess I would grab, I just thought of it, is uh, The Adversary.
1: Yeah,
0: I've always loved that episode for a couple of reasons. One, it's the real start of the problems with the Dominion. I mean, there's other episodes, the Jem'Hadar and stuff like that, where it's kind of uh, a little bit, you know, Dominion-esque. But this is the real start where things are going to get really hairy. Um, and also, Cisco finally gets promoted to captain. And uh, that's never a bad thing.
1: No, it's, it's about time, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The whole commander thing never really went well with me.
1: I always thought that he should have been a captain from the start. I don't care if it's a space station, yeah. but I mean, all of you know, the previous two series yeah. to that date had had captains, you know, let's not
0: uh, lowball the yeah. guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see, let me pick a couple of TNG episodes, um, I've always enjoyed the Pegasus. Very interesting episode, I thought. Um, because, well, I, let's just just write down to the bottom of it. It set the scene for the Enterprise finale. So who can't <laughs> love that? Best finale ever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, it stars John Locke from Lost. I mean, who can go wrong with watching an episode with John Locke in it?
1: So, true story. This weekend I'm watching cable, and Tombstone is on. Okay, and I happened yes. to hit the movie during the 30 seconds that Terry O'Quinn is in this movie, and I'm like, yeah, I love Terry yeah. O'Quinn. <laughs> He's awesome. He is. He really yeah. is. Um,
0: I've always liked that movie. It is. It really is a good story too. The whole idea of what happened and and just the whole starship, you know, part of it have you know behind solid rock, which is always kind of creepy. I've always liked that one. Um, the other one that I really like with TNG, and it's probably not a lot of people's favorites, but it's a fun episode, even though it's kind of repetitive to give you a hint, um, is cause and effect. Interesting. I've always enjoyed that one. Yeah. I've always enjoyed it. I like, like I said, I like the time, I guess this would be a time warp episode. Um, I, I've just always liked that. And just the little subtle changes that go through with data to be able to figure out that something's just not right. And, uh, Captain Bateson, I mean, ah, come on. Frazier and Star Trek. Who can't be not happy about that? Who can be happy? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Talking even to you, know. every,
1: talking to you every week is like being in a temporal causality loop. I just want to say that.
0: Exactly. You're welcome. Yep. All hands, abandon ship. <laughs> every week, <laughs> and um, I will, I will save my Enterprise pick for later because I know that you have a list.
1: Wow. So I, I want to hear. Did you? It seems like you got all of the other 700 episodes. Did you just want to throw that one in, or yeah? How big is wow, the bag you're taking on this one, ship?
0: <laughs> I picked one, two, five, two, three, four, five. I got seven, dude. I, I picked <laughs> so, well, one for every day I know of the week. Two is a number that's kind of high on your list to say, but it's only two more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. actually, I have eight because of the enterprise, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. You must be going to a system that has eight solar days.
0: So (laughs) 26 hours.
1: Yeah, 26 hours. So my list, (laughs) since you were so kind to ask, uh, (laughs) um, I probably, in no particular order, um, if I'm going to put a list of Star Trek episodes that I have to watch for the rest of my life, one of the first ones I'm actually going to put in there is Emissary, the pilot for Deep Space Nine. And there are a lot of people who go, Really? emissary and I say yes for a variety of reasons the first of which is Avery Brooks performance as Benjamin Sisko creating that character at the very beginning of the episode when Jennifer is dying you feel everything that Sisko is feeling viscerally and you cannot help but want to feel that emotion you know right there where you are you know it's it's gut-wrenching it's painful You know, we can't leave her here. Well, you have to, or you're going to die. You know, it's that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I also appreciate it because it gives us a first look at how Star Trek deals with organized religion. You know, it doesn't exist on Earth anymore, but here is a culture that is based on religion and nothing else. It's a theocracy to some extent. Right. And I think that the way they dealt with it, you know, in that episode and in subsequent episodes was nothing short of fascinating because I think as as trekkies and trekkers we just assumed it was all gone,
0: right? And then, um, prob- if I may, yeah, go ahead. If I may, um, also I, I love your choice for all those reasons, but also the very first person we ever see on Deep Space Nine, the TV show, is JG Hertzler as a Vulcan captain. That's and true. Who can go wrong with that?
1: That's true. But yes. as far as my reasons, since you already listed your seven hundred episodes. <laughs> I would also say that this is the one and only familial relationship in all of Star Trek that is not dysfunctional. And by that, I mean the relationship between Benjamin Sisko and his son, Jake in every other case in Star Trek, you know, it's either a child that resents the parent or a sibling that doesn't get Mm -hmm. along with, you know, the sibling or a, a parent that embarrasses a child or whatever. There's never a good family dynamic in Star Trek until this episode. Now, some people would say the Star Trek episode Mm -hmm. or next gen episode family, but things weren't really resolved between Robert and Jean-Luc and they started off very tenuously.
0: Very bad. Yep.
1: Yep. So from the get go and from start to finish, Benjamin Sisko wears his love for his son on his sleeve and it takes precedence over his being a Starfleet officer. And I think that is the most important distinction ever made with that character. That's why that episode is so wonderful to me. Because you feel nothing but love between those two.
0: Boom. This is a uh, perfect example of why I love listening. I say it to the, the guests that we have on the show all the time. I love hearing different ideas about different things in Star Trek from other people. And it's really interesting that you say that. I had never thought of that before. But just thinking about all the different things that take place in deep space nine between the two of them based on those two sentences or 10 sentences that you said or how yeah. many I wasn't really listening um <laughs> it was really uh it, it's really it's really a um it's really eye opening that's cool man i like that
1: well think of the other family relationships we've seen up till this point spock and his parents that's yeah. not exactly warm granted mm-hmm. they're vulcan but nope. there's a rift between Sarek and spock and then you get Deanna and her mother, Lwaxana. Deanna is continually, you know, uh, condescended to and embarrassed by her mother. You get Worf Mm -hmm. and his parents, the Rajenkos. And Worf at the start of that episode is embarrassed to have his parents aboard the Enterprise. He warms up a little bit, but still he's not comfortable um, with them, even though they raised him, you know, and uh, you get other various instances throughout Star Trek, but from start to finish, this is the only family relationship that is not dysfunctional. And that's why
0: I love it. That's awesome. I like that, man.
1: So running down the, the rest of my list really quickly, um, I did also pick the Corbomite Maneuver. Yes, because it's my favorite TOS episode of all time, but because the episode makes the statement that this is who we say we are as the human race in the future. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're going to defend ourselves, but we're going to help you even though you've injured us, we're right. going to help you. Yep. Um, TNG yep. the drum head. And that's because partly it reminds me of the crucible. You know, it is a fantastic examination of the rush to judgment. And I think that TNG handled it exceptionally well. It's a witch hunt and yeah.
0: Picard. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, Jean Simmons is awesome in that episode. She is, she really is. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. and, And Patrick Stewart's soliloquies as Picard in this episode are Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Some of his best work, in my opinion, is as Picard. But also from TNG, I've selected the measure of a man. And let's be honest, it's because it's the measure of a man. Melinda Snodgrass wrote an amazing story and it translated incredibly well on the screen. And it's a great hour of television. You know, does data have rights? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's that simple. And then lastly, my Enterprise episode, notice I didn't pick any from Voyager, thanks. Um, (laughs) My Enterprise episode is Twilight. And I've watched it again recently, and I have to say, I truly adore this episode because it shows this Enterprise cast getting comfortable enough in the skins of these characters to do a reset button that actually works. Mm -hmm. You know, you see that, you know, uh, Archer is afflicted with these, this parasite that effectively wipes his memory, you know, every every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's older in this episode and so Paul has to take care of him. And this episode tells us something about how she feels about him. And it's much more than feeling responsible for him being in this condition. She feels an, an actual affection that contradicts her Vulcan ways. And I think that Jolene portrays that incredibly well. And I think that Scott Bakula does a wonderful job as an archer who has to lose his mind every day. So those are my episodes.
0: Yeah, that was actually, yeah, that was my enterprise pick as well. Um, It's, it's, it's a beautiful episode. Uh, I guess that's the description I would give it. Um, And you're right. Jolene, just her, her facial expressions and her eyes watching uh, Scott, in those scenes is, is, is really great. The other one that I thought of for enterprise, but I didn't put it on the list is I watched it recently and I really like shockwave part one up until the end. Yeah. And then the part two, the idea, you know, the colony, everybody, those 30, I think it was like 3,500 people get incinerated on the planet and just the whole, what happens after and how enterprise is going to be called back home to earth. I love that. I, I love the episode. I do like the time travel, but, um, the Daniels thing at the end and how they got stranded and then how everything, um, got taken care of in part two kind of was a little bit of a downer, but so I didn't put it on the list. So I only had eight. Only.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, maybe some of our listeners have different episodes or maybe they don't like some of the ones we've picked. We hope everybody will, um, will let us know which episodes they'd take to their deep space outpost. And, um, and uh, because I'm always curious to see what people would select quite honestly.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: The other thing that I'm very interested in, Dan is finding out about people's very first viewing of star Trek. And we're doing that as part of our Trek 50 effort this year. Um, it's Ooh. a very yep. huge undertaking that we are assuming to create something special
0: down the road. Absolutely. Um, you know, as everybody knows, for 50 years, we've shared these adventures and we've taken inspiration uh, from Star Trek. Um, and to celebrate that 50th anniversary, uh, we want you to tell us and by telling us, tell all of the listeners of the Trek Geeks podcast um, what your first memory of Star Trek was. Uh, it's very easy to do. Uh, just leave us a message. Uh, telling us how you began your trek and what episode was it that you remembered or what did you like most uh what made you want to keep watching uh any details that you want to give us we want to hear and we're going to put together a special episode later this year with everyone's uh recordings if you go to trekgeeks.com slash trek 50 uh, you can click on the blue button on the right-hand side of the window to send voicemail, or if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, there is a green button that you can start recording. Uh, start, uh, give us that message, or you can just call and leave us a voicemail at 508-784-1701, uh, and let us know what your first memory of jumping on board the Star Trek train was. I think there's some special stuff for mobile users, Bill, that you'll need to keep in mind also, isn't there? Yeah, on iOS, you'll probably be prompted to download the
1: SpeakPipe app. And uh, if you want to, that's fine. If not, you can always use the phone number to give us a call on Android. uh, It will use Android's native voice recorder, so you're all set there. Um, Also, keep in mind that Ah, standard voice and data and or messaging rates may apply from your carrier. And once you send us a voicemail, it's ours. And we intend to include it in the episode. We may edit for pauses, but we certainly won't touch your content. So that's about it for that, isn't it, Dan? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I guess the only other thing we'd want to ask is that you try to keep it uh, to maybe a three-minute max, uh, so we can get as many people into the episode as possible.
1: Yeah, that's true. We want to share as many stories about your first viewing as we can, and um, hopefully, you know, we'll hopefully we'll have more. Then we know what to do with. But I would look for them all to drop yeah. for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek in September. So we look forward to hearing all of your messages and hope that everybody will send them on in. Um, we'd also be remiss if we didn't thank our friends and the band Five Year Mission. They are incredibly good to us every week and allow us to use their music mm-hmm. as part of our show. Um, please, please support them. Please show them your love. Please go on out to fiveyearmission.net. Shell out some Quatlu's, get yourself every single one of their CDs, including their latest Spock's Brain, and we guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. If you enjoy the bumper music on this show, you're going to love their
0: albums. Fair statement, Dan. Very fair, and I think, if I, if I read correctly, they're going to have a new video coming out pretty soon, isn't? aren't they? Uh, well, allegedly, they're supposed
1: to have a special video drop any day now, but... Um, I'm sure we'll right. hear about that when it happens. And of course, we'll link to it on our, okay, our Facebook then. page itself. But, uh, but for now, this has been, wow, it's been our one-year hostage tape, buddy. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Here's to a great second year. <laughs> and um, until then, until our next episode, we hope you all live long and prosper.
0: Hey, Bill. Yeah. Next week on Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. It's the beginning. We learn what happened before it happened, but then we'll most likely never get to see the whole story. It's prelude to Coconut. I cease and desist thee, sir.
1: Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. I was wondering if you were there. Like I don't hear anything.
0: <laughs> oh sorry. I was uh I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> I was listening to you. Well it's about
1: time you listen to a podcast.
0: Oh, here we go. That's where it all starts. You know, this is hearsay. You were just talking about that. I will cease and desist you, sir. Oh, my God. I cease thee test. and I desist thee. <laughs> it looks like I've got horrible speed again tonight.
1: <coughs> your face is horrible speed.
0: I don't need to listen to that garbage coming out of your talker. I had plenty of people tell me
1: that you were saying nasty things about me, so I cease and desist thee. I would like you to show proof. I need not show you proof, mister. I proclaim <laughs> that I cease and desist thee.
0: This this is unbelievable. I bet my... Uh, you're recording your side, right? Yeah. Okay, because um, I'm wondering if I should record mine, because this download speed is going to be... Un- uh, seconds just to do the ping test
1: you were doing just fine oh you probably flaked out now because you're doing a, a ping chat uh, like yeah. a an internet speed test no, it's not but too bad. you it's actually no i'm bad. telling you you blanked out when you started that test
0: so yeah no that's cool i just want to see what it was like it's um it doesn't look too bad it looks like it's about 12 so i think it's all right 12 yeah, all right. Up. 12 meg up 12 no down
1: really Oh, I got to tell you what I'm getting, my friend.
0: Oh, you're probably. I don't get. I don't have. We don't ever use really fast stuff. We don't have to. I don't need to have bigger speeds like you. Begin test. That's right. I said it. Oh, here we go. Honey, he's showing off his big speed again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What did she say? She said, oh, great. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Ah. see that you do. see that I do.
1: And my download speed was 178.8.
0: Meg? Yeah. What do you have for service? Comcast. And what layer? Like top
1: layer? (laughs) No, dude, you know me. Do you think I have top layer on anything?
0: Especially your face. Wow.
1: And I get 11.3 down. I mean, uh, up. I'm sorry. So one se- wow. 178 awesome. down, 11.3 up.
0: Normally, I just upped so that I get, <coughs> I'm supposed to get, you okay there?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, uh huh. Usually it's around 20, but it's it's down around 12 tonight.
1: How much do you pay for internet access?
0: I think it's 50. Okay. Yeah, 50, 50 months, something like that. I think we pay about sixty. We don't really need anything. What's that? And you get one hundred and seventy-eight megasecond? second. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome, huh? Well, guess you got to show off about something else then,
1: Mister well, Executive Producer. When you can, you do. No, I'm I'm clearly yeah. not the executive producer.
0: Uh, you are now. I relinquish command. No, computer, turn over all access codes to Bill Smith. You keep, um...
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> you keep trying Authorization: 7-7 Alpha Tango. 4-7 Alpha Tango.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you drinking tonight? Uh, just Cherry Coke Zero. Okay.
1: What are you drinking?
0: I got some Jack Daniels cinnamon whiskey. Really? On the rocks. It's... Really? yeah All right. cheers
1: who are you what have you <laughs> done with dan davidson we seek only
0: <laughs> oh that's was...
1: peaceful relations peaceful coexistence with your people it's good stuff your face is not good stuff what you heard me
0: i heard you i just can't believe you would be that cruel yes
1: you can let's be honest oh you are cruel There you go. What was that? It's your Facebook. You don't have to show me a picture. I believe you. What a jerkhead! You probably would have accused me of getting it wrong.
0: I'm going to cease and desist you sending me stuff like that.
1: I desist thee. (laughs) You must cease.